Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. Welcome back to the Iron Self Podcast. Hey guys. So on today's episode, we're talking about food choices for our goals, or maybe lack thereof goals, but food choices overall because, well, I mean, we like food. Everybody loves food. Everybody should love food. There are people in this world that are like, like my grandma, who don't love food as much. It's more like fuel because they have to. Yeah, it's more, more of a hassle than anything. But for the majority of the population, we love food. So today we are talking about our food choices for our goals, which means everybody's food choices, depending on what your goals are, are going to look very different, right? So for somebody that might be dieting down for a bikini contest, you <laughs> your diet is going to look far different than somebody who is gaining muscle for a bodybuilding competition. Mwah. Well, and the other piece of that, too, is males versus females. And there's a lot of other parameters around that in regards to how quick is your metabolism? What is your goal? Do you need to be in a calorie deficit? Do you need to be in a surplus? Can you find maintenance? Does it even freaking matter what your calories are? So I think the very first place that we should start is... Getting very clear on your goals to begin with. I think that that is very, very important. But I, when it comes to getting clear on what your goals are, sometimes people are like, I don't know what my goal is. Well, what is the outcome that you want to achieve? You know, whatever that outcome is or what is that future version of yourself, what is it that you are trying to achieve at the end of the day? So when let's take an example of, you know, going into competition just because that's where my mindset is right now. When I am dieting down or I am eating in a weight loss program for in a calorie deficit, I'm going to eat a hell of a lot different than when I'm eating for general health. And what I mean by that is I might eat more vegetables. Uh, I might swap out lettuce and uh, coleslaw mix for using those instead of maybe using pasta or rice or bread or bread and that's because i get more volume so i more, can eat more, more bang for buck yeah i can eat way more food um and then the other piece of that is that the I, it nourishes me more. I get more nutrients from it. And the more nutrients I have, the less cravings I have. So when she's talking about nutrients here, guys, she is talking about the micronutrients. So this is going to be your vitamins and your minerals that, that are coming from vegetables and other things that you're going to be eating. And so when I am eating in that calorie deficit, it means that I need to get my mindset behind the fact that I am eating in a calorie deficit, that this is not a, I'm a FOMO, I'm not missing out on anything here, but that I need to make different choices for my goals at hand. So that might mean, hey, I'm not having toast and eggs and bacon for breakfast like someone like Mike might have because it doesn't fit my goals right now, but maybe, yes, sure, I could probably make it fit my macronutrient breakdown I could make it fit my goals but that also means now I'm sacrificing something later in my day in order to allow that to fit into my goals so that's where the ebb and flow lives uh, one thing that I do want to point out for every single person that's listening if you are eating for weight loss if you are in a calorie deficit you are going to be hungry that this is the idea of this. When your body sends out these this ghrelin that's like, hey, I'm hungry, you need to eat. That is because it is in a calorie deficit and that means that you are going to be losing weight. So because you're hungry, it does not mean, 
I need to eat more food? No, if your plan is weight loss or if you are dieting down for a bikini competition, you are going to be hungry. That is a natural state when you are in a calorie deficit. So I want to get this misconception out there that you're just going to be in a calorie deficit and you're going to lose weight. Yes, that's true, but you will be hungry. That doesn't mean... So we also eat things that are going to be more satiating. So protein, fiber... Uh, whole foods are going to be more satiating for our body. They're going to help us feel fuller longer, but that doesn't mean that we don't feel hungry. See, and I think this is exactly the, the volume of food. This is what you were, your first point you were saying is that your, your food choices are going to be different because your carbohydrates are going to be coming from things that aren't your starchy carbs, not your rices, not your pastas, not things like that. You're going to be getting those from fruits and vegetables, well, more vegetables and fruits, but the idea is you're going to eat a ton of those, so it will help with those hunger and satiety cues. It'll tell you that you you are full because you've filled up on vegetables. It might not last as long, but you are full in that sense. And that's where when I'm looking at it from a carbohydrate standpoint, I will add in more beans and lentils versus rice and breads and pastas. And that's because I get more fiber. I, they do help me feel fuller. And there's a lot more, I'm going to say like a nutrient component they're, they're more nutrient it. dense for sure um but again you're eating those beans and legumes more as your carbohydrates than you are as your protein yeah no they are definitely more situated towards that carbohydrate because they tend to be more carbohydrate dense than they are protein dense they do have protein which is helpful but that's not the main focus for me because i do eat a uh meat diet <laughs> yeah so that that was just a caveat i wanted to throw on there because a lot of people when they hear beans and legumes they think well that's my protein source because i eat a vegetarian lifestyle which which is fine if that's your choice too but in this sense of the word these are used as carbohydrates so finding that ebb and flow there is a difference between weight loss eating and healthy eating and i think that this is where so many people get mixed up they assume that Healthy eating is weight loss eating, but they are not the same. So what might be included on a healthy diet might be, you know, nuts and seeds, Avocado. Uh, lots of healthy fats. There might be more brown rice. There might be more quinoa, uh, those kind of options. But when I'm in a weight loss eating, I want more volume. So therefore, for me, I'm going to eat things that are lower in calories that provide more volume, like my spinach, my lettuce, my arugula. Those will usually be my bases, or cabbage. Um, those will usually be my bases, and then everything kind of goes on top of that. That's what I enjoy. That doesn't mean that I don't have carbohydrates included in that. That doesn't mean that I'm not having, you know, rice noodles or rice or or lentils or uh, beans. It just means that I'm not consuming them as my main source. It might mean that maybe I'm not having nuts on a on a regular basis because they are very uh, calorie dense. And again, it's kind of like having a budget. So if my budget is X amount of dollars, then I need to dis decide how much of my budget I'm willing to spend on each item. It's kind of like going to a store, right? If you when, have- When you give your kids money to go to a store, they're, they're buying the penny candies because they can get a million of them. They're not just buying one bag of snips, whatever, Skittles. <laughs> so that's kind of what I like to think of it when it comes to my calorie deficit is like, how much am I willing to spend on that? Because I want to eat 
big meals. I like to feel really full. If you're a person that you don't really like to feel full, you don't have a lot of time to eat, maybe you are eating more of the protein bars. Maybe you are eating, you know, the trail mixes and those kinds of things that are calorie dense. Or rice. Totally fine to do as long as you make it fit within your day. And as long as you're allowing it to be what you want to spend your calories on. If you're telling me, oh, I'm hungry all the time. I... I, I'm not getting enough food, I'm feeling deprived, I don't get to eat this and this and this, then I'm going to ask you, what would you rather spend your calories on? Or maybe we need to redefine those goals. And so when we look at it for redefining those goals, maybe I wanna be at maintenance. I can still get body recomposition changes at maintenance. That means that I can still lose fat and I can still build muscle at maintenance it might take a little bit longer to lose that fat. It might take a little bit more effort from the the movement side of things, but you're still gonna get those changes. Then we go into the other end of the spectrum, which is where Mike is living right now, which is muscle building. When you are muscle building, we wanna be in a surplus of calories. Now, not too high of a surplus, and it will take some time to figure out what that surplus is. And food choices are still important. Yes. So two to I say two to three hundred calories for surplus as a good guideline as a place to start, depending on your metabolism. Because if you're like Mike, we might end up going up to that five six hundred surplus in order to meet his metabolism where it's at. But right now we are three hundred calories over, and so he's sitting around that three thousand calorie a day marker, which is pretty substantial. He's got good quality protein. But the majority of your calories are coming from fats and carbohydrates. So I think you're sitting at like, what, 390 grams of carbs or something like that? 390 of carbs, 102 of fat, 164 of protein. Yeah. So, okay, if he's got 390 grams of carbohydrates. He, All the pasta. Like, he can eat pasta. Like, I think you had, like, two cups of pasta yesterday. Two, two and a half cups of pasta, and I was still, like, struggling to get it in by the end of the and day. And I'm, like, salivating just watching it. <laughs> but he's got that budget where he can focus on more of those those uh, calorie dense items. So he also has like things like granola. He's not feeling that quote unquote deprivation because he's making those other choices. He's making those whole food choices and he's not feeling like, oh, I can't have something. It's like, I choose not to. Now again, food choices, right? So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So somebody who is in a building phase, somebody that is in that calorie surplus, sure you have a fair amount of calories to expend, um, that doesn't mean you can go and eat at McDonald's four times in a day because your average meal at McDonald's is like 1500 calories. So again, food choices that support your goals, right? So you want to make sure that we're still choosing good food. If your goal is anything related to body composition. True. But you can that doesn't mean that you cannot eat at McDonald's. Oh so no, if just you not wanted, four meals a day. If you wanted to spend 1500 calories of your quote unquote budget on McDonald's, that means that you have 1500 calories that now you can also spend on something else. Now, when we look at the macronutrient breakdown, might be a little bit tougher, right? I mean, how often do people come to us and they say, I am having a hell of a time hitting my protein target. And my question is, what are you using for your carbohydrates and your fats? What are you spending those on? Because if you're spending them on empty sources, then no wonder why you're having a hard time hitting your protein target. 
I, on the other hand, have a really hard time staying within my protein <laughs> staying target. Staying under protein, right? And I'm like, oh my <clears throat> gosh, like how can I, oh, well, I can't have that yogurt now because that's going to throw me out. But that's because I am focusing my efforts on whole foods and, you know, like your people underestimate spinach and kale, your leafy greens like that with how much protein is actually in them. Peas. Peas, right? Your beans, your lentils, you, you only have to add a half a cup and you're going to boost everything by that much more. Now, Mike can't eat beans and lentils. So what does he do? He adds in nuts and seeds. He can add, you know, a tablespoon of hemp seeds to his granola that is already made with uh, quality nuts and oats in there. So you can keep adding those little things in depending on what your goal is. And so I just, I guess I'm just so stuck on this analogy of the money factor because it, it, I think it works really well. This is your budget each day. Now you can spend it how you want. Now, if you spend outside of your means, you meaning you're eating over what your goal calories are for the day, then that means that tomorrow or the next couple days, we yeah, have to yeah. rein in our spending a little. We have to pull back a little bit in order to make that weekly budget fit. Yeah, the, the, the budget isn't a daily budget. Think of it as your entire week. Take a look at your week. If you're at 1,500 calories, let's just say, times that by your seven days in the week, that's your overall, okay? So then if you're looking at how much calories you need to consume throughout that week, you want to hit that total number. Now that that is going to go up and down. Nobody's perfect. Even when you're eating through a tracking app, you might have days where you're just over, days where you're just under. So there is really that ebb and flow there. Totally normal, totally natural. A lot of people get hung up on it. They're like, oh, I went over by 200 calories. My week's over. I'll just go back to eating how I was. No, that's bullshit. Get back to eating on schedule. Eat what you're supposed to. Eat what you told yourself you were going to for your goals. Well, and then that's where you can kind of budget for the weekend. So if you're a person that you say the weekend is where I call fun food time, maybe I need to have more budget for Friday and Saturday. If that's the case, again, it's based on those weekly calories. Knock so, a couple hundred calories off right. every day. <laughs> so if I want, and I, so say I have a, a client right now, she eats at 1,250 calories for four days so that she can eat at 1,600 calories for three days. If that's your case that you wanna have three days of higher calories so that you're not suffering from FOMO, right? Fear of missing out in case you don't know what the acronym is. <laughs> but so that you're not suffering from that, then go ahead and find that ebb and flow in your in your budget and set that up for yourself. Because what happens is like if with any kind of financial budget, at the end of the month, if you're spending outside your means, you are maybe, you're going into debt. Well, if you're going into debt, depending on what your goals are, you might be way over in that surplus. And or the other end of that spectrum is if you're not spending enough, you might be way under in that in in your budget, which means that you might have to play a little bit of catch up in order to keep that metabolism revving. Mm. If you're ready to make a change in your life, step into the best version of you, check out our Iron Self Transformation Program. Find more info on our website, www.ironbodycoach.com. Yeah, that's, this This is something that I've, I'm very passionate about and I always talk about this and I know I've talked about it on this platform before, but I'm going to do it again. Um, 
people that constantly eat under their calories and they're like, well, it's okay because that just means they're going to lose more weight. Not the freaking, not a chance. If you are constantly under your calories that you've been given or constantly under the calories that you have had calculated, then you are going to start storing. Your body goes into this starvation mode. Your metabolism slows down. It doesn't know what the hell is going on. And you will not be going towards your goals as effectively and efficiently as you could be. You are so passionate about ah! Drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because people people will legitimately come to us and they're like, I've been doing so good. I've eaten under my calories by 200 calories every day this week. No. <laughs> it might be really beneficial to be under your financial budget yeah. for savings. Not your calorie budget. <laughs> but your calorie budget, the savings actually are a detriment to you if you are not spending them because your metabolism then downregulates. So let's let's I'm gonna put this in another financial oh, here we perspective. Go. Because I I'm just Because so, you're nerding this morning. I'm I love nerding. it. Let it go. I'm nerding on the financial perspective. But think of it like this. So with government organizations or <laughs> did you just spit your water? I almost did. I'm good. Okay. We're good. Okay. So let's just say like one government sector has a budget. I'm going to call it Service Canada because that's where I worked for a while. So if the federal government gives Service Canada a budget and Service Canada does not spend that budget, the following year when the government goes to look at their budget, they'll go, oh, you guys didn't spend everything we gave you? You get a lower budget this year. This is why the government wastes money. Okay, so <laughs> taking that same analogy and now using it on your body it's like okay your body says this is your budget in order to maintain your weight and then when you're not using the budget and your body your body looks at that and goes oh you're not using all of that oh okay well we'll just give you less of that budget and now it downregulates your metabolism and then you're like oh i'm not losing weight i'm plateauing i'm not so hitting my drop goals. calories again and then you drop calories again and then your body goes oh you're still not using all of that ah less of that budget and so it just keeps downing the budget until eventually you have nothing left to spend and we have to completely slowly refeed that metabolism to convince your body that you need more money or more budget again in order to bring it back up and so once we get you back up to quote-unquote maintenance then that's where we have to stay there for a while in order to allow our body to downregulate to be able to lose weight or upregulate in order to build muscle. So if your coach tells you, whether it's us or somebody else, if your coach tells you that you need to bring your calories up to find maintenance, just trust them. Please just trust them. So getting back <laughs> on the, the idea of food choices is that everything in life is a choice and all of our food is a choice. So feeling deprived is 100% a choice and that does not mean that you will not feel deprived, okay? I probably could have cried last night. I was so freaking hungry eating jello and I don't even like jello. And I pulled out a bowl of granola. <laughs> <laughs> but... When we're eating our food choices for our goals, knowing that that goal is a temporary measure, that it's not going to be eating in this way forever and ever and ever. And so when we are eating for general health, maybe we don't know what our calorie budget is, but what you are doing is beginning to tap into how that food is making you feel, how satiated you're feeling, and we're stopping eating when we're feeling full. What a lot of people start to think is when I'm eating for general health is that as long as I'm eating healthy items, 
I am doing well, but too much of anything, whether it's healthy, quote unquote food, or uh, more of a processed food, too much of anything will cause you to gain weight. It yeah. doesn't matter. Look at it like this. If you, everybody thinks that like chicken, rice, and vegetables are like, you know, that is considered like the healthiest thing, right? That, that is literally our kid's right? favorite that, meal. That is like the bodybuilder's dream. It's like chicken, rice, and vegetables. Anyways, if you eat only that, but your maintenance calories are, let's just pick a pretty number, 2,000. Maintenance calories are two grand, and you're eating 4,000 calories worth of that every single day. You are in a 2,000 calorie surplus every single day, so you are going to put on weight. You are going to add weight. And when your body starts storing things, how does it store it? In your fat. In your fat. So then you're just putting on more and more and more. So this is that anything in excess is not good for you, right? Everything in moderation. So again, eating within your means, even if it's just for general health, otherwise you're going to put on more weight. Well, and again, that comes back to where's your metabolism sitting? I mean, I know people that are eating 800 calories and they're not losing weight and they're like, why am I not losing weight? I'm eating 800 calories and I'm eating whole foods. And I'm like, well, that's because your metabolism is in the gutter. Your body's so storing everything. What is your, what is your thyroid doing? You know, what is the function of your thyroid? How, how is your digestive tract moving? Are you getting enough fiber? Are you getting enough copper and zinc? Like what else is kind of going on in your body in order to make these food choices, right? And so people look at things like cravings, like, oh, I'm craving chocolate. Oh, I'm craving something sweet. And I ask you to check in, is it an emotional craving or is it a physical craving? Because if it's a physical craving, then noticing, hey, I'm craving chocolate. Okay, well, what components come with chocolate? Well, iron, magnesium, magnesium. you know. Okay, well, if those are two of the big things that my body might be craving. If I just try and have, you know, something with iron in it, whether that be red meat or that be some form of bean, Maybe that'll be enough to satiate me. Oh, no, I maybe I need something with more magnesium in it. Maybe I need to start taking a magnesium supplement. Um, a lot of people crave dairy. If, if that's the case, maybe you need calcium. And anybody over the age of 30 should be looking at a calcium supplement. But that's a whole nother Everybody. rabbit hole um, to kind of go down. So... You can supplement within your diet, whether you're supplementing with protein powder or vitamins, minerals, those kinds of things. But again, at the end of the day, they are supplements. So trying to get as much as you can from your food choices and knowing, hey, this is my goal. So these are the food choices I'm choosing to make today. And that doesn't mean that I may never eat pasta again. It just means that I am not having pasta today. And the whole reason that uh, this episode is coming out is because the other day I was like seriously about to break down and cry because I was feeling so freaking deprived. I wanted food and I was hungry and I was mad and I was angry and all of these emotions were coming up and I checked in with myself and it was like, I just want to eat but I also have these goals that I want really bad. And so I have to remind myself of what do I want more? and. That might be a moment-to-moment -moment basis where that's going to change, but overarching, overarching, I want to achieve this goal of mine. So at the end of the day, feeling a little bit hungry might be a choice that I'm going to have to live with where I'm going to fill up on some nice warm tea. I'm going to, you know, maybe read a good book or distract myself in some sort of way in order to achieve my goals. And I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck is like, no, I want to have this chocolate over achieve my goal because that's more important to me today. Or 
whatever that event is. I, th- I think a lot of people kind of hit a wall too, right? Like it, we're all human. We're not saying that Kayla and I are not human beings that have these emotions and want to do these things too. But finding different ways to regulate those emotions and different ways to express those emotions and just grabbing a bag of chips or grabbing a chocolate bar or something something that I'm going to call easy instead of doing kind of the harder work where it's like that internal, you know, figuring out for yourself. And, and a lot of people have that discomfort when they're inside their own mind. So being able to take an honest look at that and say, you know, what, what makes me uncomfortable when I'm in my own mind and being able to deal with the emotions that are tied to that rather than resorting back to old habits that no longer serve you, like eating a bag of chips or eating a chocolate bar. Yeah, and looking at what are these new habits and behaviors that I want to have, I mean, we live in the society where uh, a lot of our interactions with friends, family members, um, social gatherings tend to be surrounded by food. And I mean, I was in a, a... a Facebook group the other day and I was reading this one post and this person was saying, you know, I'm on prep and I'm having a really hard time being in these social settings. It makes me not want to go, but I don't want to be alone. And I'm struggling with these emotions that are coming up around this. And I think that that's where sharing your journey, sharing your goals with people that matter is really important and being okay within yourself to be a little different, right? We don't want to stand out half the time. So it's like, oh, I don't want to bring my food. Oh, I don't want to eat something different. I want to be part of this. I want to feel that unity. But that unity comes from being around those people. That unity does not come from the food choices that you make. From eating or drinking with them. Right. And so like on Sunday nights in our house, we... um, Uh, watch I Can See Your Voice with the kids and we do finger food night so we eat in front of the TV and it's like this whole experience that we do and it's super fun Um, but being on prep I knew that I couldn't eat all of the finger foods that were going to be in front of me so I weighed mine out I put it separate and I ate those and then I filled up on the veggies and like the only person that would have felt any amount of feeling left out would have been me because the kids or Mike didn't pay attention to what it was that I was eating that response was an emotional thing within me going hey I want to be more part of this no I was a hundred percent part of it and that I needed to focus my energy on being present in that activity versus it being about the food that I was consuming Mm. yeah So coming back to your goals and noticing, you know, what is it that I want to achieve at the end of the day and knowing that as long as you are consistent and dedicated for a shorter term, you're going to get to your goals one hell of a lot faster than it being this constantly one foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out. Like that's where people are like, oh, it's taken me like a year or two years and I'm still not even at my goal. It's like, well, how often are you giving up on your goal? Right? So looking at it, take a, just take a calendar, take a calendar. And all I want you to do is put an X or a check mark. So every day that you hit your calorie goal or you stay within your calorie allotment, give yourself a check mark. And every day that you decide to under eat or overeat fall off track either way right both ends of the spectrum give yourself an x at the end of the month i want you to tally them up and i want you to give yourself a percentage if you are 70 to 80 percent or more you're probably going to be right on track for your goals if you are that 70 to 60 percent or less 
I would start to question some of the habits, behaviors, and routines that you have set up for yourself to start to be successful with your goals. Mm -hmm. And that can be a very good visual way for you to begin to see, am I on track with my goals? Am I doing what I say I'm going to do? Because sometimes we believe more that we are making the conscious effort, the conscious choices, than we are actually uh, executing. Yeah, and and I think a big thing there too is realizing that it's not permanent, right? This isn't permanent, especially if you're on a weight loss journey, if your goal is weight loss, it doesn't mean that you will never get to eat things that you love again. It just means maybe for the next year. Think of it like this. How long did it take you to put the weight on that you want to lose? If it didn't happen overnight, it's not going to come off overnight either. So giving yourself that realistic expectation that, hey, this might actually take a full year to start seeing some development here, to start actually seeing appreciable gains with this, and then realizing that, it. let's just say you lived 84 years. That is what the average lifespan is in Alberta. One year out of 84 of those years is, you know, what, a percent? A percent if, of your life? If that. That's, that's what I mean. It's not, overall, it's not a huge amount of time to commit to your goals, to commit to something that you are telling yourself that you want. Yeah. And that's, I think that's huge. Telling yourself that you want it and executing what it is that you're saying you want versus saying you want it and not being fully committed and dedicated to it. And those are, that that is a whole can of worms that well, 100%. you maybe... Even just thinking of it like that and then, you know, the honest conversation most people are having with themselves as they hear this is, well, shit, I don't even know where to start. And that's, that's common, right? Like, for me, if I had to lose weight, I'd be like, oh my God, where do I start? But figuring that out, can be the most challenging part. So maybe this is where you reach out to someone like Kayla or myself, to somebody that you trust that knows this type of things and start to ask those questions, start to figure it out so then you can actually start to take those steps. I think one of the big things that I wanna suggest that you do when it comes to making food choices for your goals is some self-reflection in the present moment. And what I mean by that is when you're going to make a food choice, asking yourself in that moment Does this support my goals? If you can honestly say 100% yes it does, fantastic, continue eating it. it. If you are questioning yourself or you're talking yourself in or out of it, it may not be 100% in line with your goals. And then you need to reflect on how important is this goal to me? You know, is losing 10 pounds at the end of the day important to you? I will tell you probably not because nobody's going to notice whether or not you've lost 10 pounds. Okay, 20 pounds is another thing because when you lose 20 pounds, you can physically see it. The health markers are huge, but five to 10 pounds, the benefits are not that great for long-term health studies, all that kind of stuff. So looking at it as what is it too that I want to maintain? Sure, I feel awesome about my self-confidence, my body image, all that when I'm 127 pounds. Is 127 pounds maintainable state on a regular basis? No, because I don't want to forever be stuck at, you know, 16, 1700 calories. You know, is 135 pounds more maintainable? Sure, because I get to eat a little bit more. Is 140 pounds for me as a female even more? Yeah, I'm not as happy with the state of my body in that moment, but emotionally I'm more happy. (laughs) But your body loves it. Yeah, and I'm more satiated with the food choices, and I have more wiggle room when it comes to my food choices because maybe my my calorie budget at that point is 
2,000 to 2,200 and some days I'll under eat and some days I'll eat over eat and some days you know I'll go around a campfire and eat a hot dog and it's not going to affect me as much as if I was 127 pounds and my budget is a lot smaller. So it's kind of getting back to that analogy in regards to in regards to money and your food budget it's they're both kind of so interrelated so it's like how much of a food budget do you want to have on a regular basis long term yeah yeah and again i think the big thing to always come back to here is just being brutally honest with yourself how important are your goals what are your goals and are you eating within those goals if the answer is no to those questions or you know it's not that important then chances are you're not going to make that change. And it all comes back for maintenance for long term to those habits and lifestyle changes that we make. It's not about those short term changes that we're making, the food that we're eating in term. It's about what are those long term changes that I'm willing to sustain because right now, wherever you're at, your lifestyle up until this point, your food choices up until this point have gotten you to where you currently are. So if you want to be somewhere different, you have to do things differently, meaning that you need to spend your budget differently on different things. And so you got to look at that and go, well, what is it worth to me? Because at the end of the day, is that chocolate cake worth the 300 calories that it might be? Or would you rather eat jello, sugar-free jello at 25 calories or whatever? I mean, for sure, I would rather have the chocolate cake, but unfortunately, it doesn't fit my goals right now. But this freaking Jello does. Jello, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so hopefully, that gives you some insight into my experience right now. <laughs> we could go into a whole other episode on this too, like food choices for our goals. If you are looking for performance versus weight loss, versus there, there's a million facets to this. But that hopefully gave you guys a good idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about food choices for our goals. Because really, you need to be brutally honest with yourself and very clear with what your goals are and then build a plan for what your budget is yeah where's your budget (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode i hope you found some value and some information in it and if you like it please share it with a friend a family member a loved one uh share it on your social media tag us in it we hope that we hear from you soon have a great day guys bye for now